0: More is not better. Better is better. Hey, hey, welcome, listeners, watchers, to the next episode of the Better Life, Better Work Show. I'm Allison Crowe, and I got some fresh energy today. I want to share some stuff with y'all. Also, hey, in the studio today with me are not only my dogs who are obsessively looking and making noise, but also the construction crew next door. Lee, stop. Uh, the construction crew next door, so it is what it is sound wise it is what it is sound wise um <clears throat> sometimes I feel like I have two faces, <laughs> I think really, I have three hundred faces. And I know that there is a lot of breathe, y'all, that has happened in 2020. Because for me, 2020 has required a lot of breathe, y'all. For many of you, it has required. Um, everybody handles stress a different way. And let me see how how, 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 how I put this. <laughs> I came across an article this week that said, are you an ambitious leader or an authentic leader? And it only gave the choice of one or the other. And something hit, something narrowed down for me. This goes back to, so stick with me, right? This goes back to, because I think a lot of you are this way. And, and there's, it's always an either either or thing. It goes back to in my early professional years, like I'm in the middle of writing part of my story. And part of my story is that I never wanted to run a business. I never even wanted to work. I I didn't know that I would love, I didn't know that I was ambitious. (laughs) I know it's kind of crazy. I didn't know that I was ambitious And when I unexpectedly got into real estate in 2003, everything shifted for me and this whole new world opened up. And then I got into coaching and I was surrounded by ambitious people. I was ambitious. I, I started learning about business and coaching and all these things. And I guess, I mean, if I'm honest, most of my life, my pendulum has swung. My my pendulum swings. I am a woman of range. (laughs) That's just all there is to it. I am a both and woman. And early on, I, in my success, so my early success came off the heels of an unexpected divorce. And that unexpected divorce was one of those things that as a young woman, I was ultimately afraid of. My ultimate fear came true. And owning and running a business has, well, not just that y'all, living life, right? Like living life is also this journey for me of personal development, emotional healing, learning how to manage emotional. So it's personal and professional development. And I remember when i was in my early 30s and in the company you know learning ambition and coaching from this company there were so many things that felt good but there were so many things that felt dismissive to emotion they felt um they they felt incongruent with my spirituality they they're There's like a part of life that is hard and drive and go get them and positivity and mindset and push through. And then there is also this beautiful part of life that is compassion and tenderness and softness and learning how to process and meet emotions. It's a really big swing. It's a really big swing. And so as I got into the online world, like, I know for me, I, you know, as an athlete, even though I I wanted to be a wife and a mom, I was an athlete in um, high school and I loved the ambition and drive of being an athlete. I loved performance and getting better. I loved having something to go after. And one of the first books that really had an impact on me as in my early coaching career was the power of full engagement. And Tony Schwartz, and I can't remember the other guy's name right now, sorry, but they talk about managing energy instead of time. And one of the concepts from the power of full engagement and recently, let me finish one sentence. One of the concepts from the powerful engagement is, I know, Richard, I know, stick with me. Um, is to have full engagement, we must also have intentional and full disengagement. And they were talking about rest. And My colleague and friend Richard said, love and ambition are not mutually exclusive. And I agree so much. This is really what it's about. And it's not what was modeled for me. What was modeled for me was that ambition was this very narrow and straight line. And there was no time for a pause. There was shame, blame, and guilt if you needed a break or had an emotional, you know, the breakdown was like the breakdown to the breakthrough, which I do believe is true. <laughs> and um, the breakdowns, I love examining the depth. I love being an emotional human being. And a lot of the people I saw in the ambitious world were machines, And they were machines that would eventually break down. But I often talk with my clients about being gardeners and not machines. But I still want a beautiful garden. And one of the ways I have fucked up my own thinking, and I'm, I'm, I'm really coming to this, is that, and I've told my clients before, like the breakdowns and the time off and even the ebb and flow are a part of the ambitious plan. And in the past, in the past, I, I've had my own mindset things. I didn't know how to meet the offside of me. I mean, I've been learning over the last five years. So I'll tell you what, these last four years, I have loved <laughs> because they've been mentally challenging for me. I, I used to be It's so funny. I took the Enneagram test last night. I've never tested the same on the Enneagram. And I'm like Enneagram multi numbers. I don't know. And that's the thing. I'm a woman of range depending on a lot of different things. And so I clearly, my innate undeveloped nature was Enneagram 7, want to have fun, um, life of the party, Um, there's nothing wrong with Enneagram 7s. I just wasn't healthy Enneagram 7. Avoiding pain and conflict, avoiding disappointment, avoiding pain and conflict, avoiding discomfort, especially emotionally. Although physically, I'm not a big fan of discomfort either, ask my husband. And through painting... This is one of those episodes where the journey matters. Like, it's, it's a place, I'm in a place today, this week, this last week, after taking some time off mentally, like taking time to actively disengage, I re, I, I'm connecting the dots. And the dots are showing me that the last four years, five five years, the last five years, have been about learning to handle difficult emotions and not bypass them with positivity, not bypass them with my drive, slow tango. Slow tango was to meet the moment. And what I love about combining the last four years of While I might not have seemed like the outer happiest person, I actually am more genuinely happy than I've ever been because I am not bullshitting or manipulating. I am a glorious human being, and I think you are too, (laughs) with a wide range of emotions and experiences. And it is okay for me to be wildly happy and ambitious and driven, and it is also okay for me to be um, tender and slow and soft And for some reason, I felt like there was this, you know, I I am a highly sensitive person. I pick up a lot of other people's emotions. I have my own family lineage of clinical depression, of addiction, and and I've been examining all those things because I love personal growth for as long as I can remember, at least from my 20s. I'm, I'm almost, I'll be 49 in a couple of months. My 40s were hard physically. My 40s were hard emotionally. My 40s um, fucking were amazing and they sucked. My 30s were all about drive and ambition and I was oblivious to emotion. And I have, I am learning how to cook in the kitchen of my life with new ingredients and I'm really fucking excited about it. There is so much more flavor in making making space for softness and tenderness when it is called for and also not leaving our ambition and discipline and habits. I told somebody the other day, I was like, oh my God, when did I become the habits lady? When did I become the habits lady? And I know a couple of episodes ago, I did this like inspired action, us habits. <laughs> and some of my peers and colleagues are like, I'm inspired action only. And I used to be that way. And I've become a habits person. <laughs> I've become a habits to support. And and I'm an inspired action person still, but I'm also a habits person. Why? Because of the way I want to feel in life. I don't just want to feel happy. I want to feel whole. I want to feel authentic. I want to feel free. I want to feel free to have off times and... Um, I also want to feel crystal clear and disciplined and driven. And I realized that 2020 for me, I see all these memes about what a horrible, awful year it was. And I get that. And every time I see one, I have no complaints. I have some grief. I have some loss. I have a lot of frustration, but I have no complaints, I have learned so much by being pressed in so many ways, by allowing myself to be pressed, by allowing myself to get caught up in drama, by allowing myself to focus on the wrong things, by allowing myself to feel. I feel like I'm coming to a place where I can finally not either be ambitious or be authentic Especially in the difficult, I mean, authentic is also the good stuff, but where it can be sensitive, where it can be about processing emotion and tenderness and compassion. And sometimes I get feedback from my clients. It's interesting. Sometimes I get feedback from my clients because, you know, people struggle to shit. And I don't do a lot of ass kicking in my coaching because there was a time when ass kicking was used to gloss over some really important stuff, and there is a time and place when I do ass kicking with my clients. One of my clients asked yesterday, "Don't I need to go back and figure out why?" And I said, "Do you? Probably not. You already know why." She already knew why, and our brain sometimes wants to go in the story. But I also see grown ass people who are dealing—they're um, dealing with trauma. And I have, a, I have a colleague and friend named Rebecca Bass Ching that's putting together this uh, program for trauma-informed coaching. And I love the idea of that because I still want to be a performance coach, but I also want to be trauma-informed. And I, there is this range. And one of the things I know about being a performance coach, and a, you know my first coach title was productivity coach that was given to me by my company, everything was about numbers and ambition. And I remember one of the early conversations um, about somebody whose results weren't quite the same as what they had always been. And, And someone said, you know, is there anything going on in the rest of the world, in their whole life that might have an impact? And for some people... Some people, when there are heavy times, they feel all the heaviness and other people blast right through it. Who am I to say what's right and wrong? I just know I'm somebody that I tend to carry and take on the weight of the world at times. And I don't necessarily want to be somebody that blasts through it. I want to be somebody that's both and. I want to be somebody that rumbles with their shit. And I want to be somebody that rumbles with ambition. And so I don't think that you have to be either an ambitious leader or an authentic leader. Uh, yeah, ambitious or authentic. I think that, I don't think, I know, I know that the authentic is totally overused. And early in my coaching career, I remember my wrist being slapped and kind of getting trouble and talked down to from my superiors for bringing some vulnerability to my coaching and to not just my coaching, but to the stage as a successful coach. They did not like that I shared that I struggled with depression. And and when I did share that I struggled with depression, sometimes circumstantial, sometimes clinical and anxiety, which I've had a lot of anxiety this year, I, what, what I knew inside me that nobody was telling me outside was that I could, I could actually be ambitious and successful and have some mental wellness health stuff, <laughs> right? Like I could actually be somebody who struggles with depression, anxiety, and still has a wonderful, functioning, beautiful, ambitious, surviving, thriving life. My, my, my depression has been one of the biggest gifts of my life. My anxiety has, it, it, all those things led me to this path of, of caring about the human behavior and, and psychology and the world around us and all this, this big juicy life. And I never knew that I wanted to start a business. And sometimes when my emotions get really heavy, the scale kind of balances, the scale kind of you know resets, and I forget that I'm ambitious because it's requiring a lot of energy to meet. And for me, this year, navigating the stress, what's so funny? It's like I don't feel like I had a stressful year. This is the first year I'm not worried about my business and iota. Because of all the years I've been ambitious. And I just nurtured myself, I nurtured my clients. People are struggling. Some people are alone. And I have nurtured that. And I'm ambitious and my clients are ambitious too. And so I I wrote down these words the other day on this little, I was just using art to pull up some of my things Self-trust is one of my, the things I want to teach my clients. I want to teach authentic expression. I want to teach creative action. I want to teach inspired action. I also want to teach disciplined, habitual action. I, I am heart-centered. I will not not be heart-centered, but I am also powerful. I want to honor energy. I want to teach my clients to truly meet emotions. And I also want them to think and be courageous in their life, in their person, and in their fucking businesses. I think more heart-centered people need to be making money. And my coach and I had a conversation this week. I shared some meme I thought with her, and I, I get what she is saying. Man, there is a comfort. In the tender spots of life, like when we in compassion, I love compassion. My book writing coach always talks about the compassionate mind. And what I'm finding is that the more compassion I give myself, the more my ambition comes back to life. When I know how to meet tender emotion and difficulty with compassion, Instead of escaping, instead of drama, instead of um, too soft, right? Like there's a for me. There's a if if I enable <laughs> enable it is different than meeting it with compassion. And when I do that, I'm much quicker to turn around. And remember that I'm ambitious and courageous and that going after something feels good to me. That my purpose is is not this thing out there, but that I like looking forward. I like both being in the present moment and I like going after something. And whether I'm going after something that that is just this week, you know what I'm going after today? This week, I'm going after this podcast, that's it that's the only thing I'm going after this podcast and I'm beginning to think about shifts for my membership program. I'm thinking I'm beginning to think about possibly, I don't know for sure, but I'll share behind the scenes, like possibly creating an ambition class, like an ambition coaching session. We do a lot of deep inner work, but I also love the ambition and I'm learning to create habits. You guys habits, (laughs) Since when did I become the habits person? I'm like the wild and, you know, this is the thing. It's like, is it possible to be that wild and creative brain and also have habits? And it is. And I think I let, I don't think, I know. I let myself box myself. I'm either wild and creative or I'm disciplined and habitual. And the reality is I've been cultivating both and, I've been cultivating this life and being a woman of range. And I don't wanna apologize for being extra emotional this year because it helped me see how I might have stepped away from my ambition a little bit. (laughs) and now I know I can go forward with new tools in the kitchen of my life and business. I know from the onset that I know before I ever start that life is both awesome and shit. I plan for the idea that business is both awesome and shit. And I plan and have habits around supporting the shit while keeping going with the direction. And in the past, I have bought the them or us. I have bought that we're either heart-centered and blah, 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 law of attraction, which I love. But you guys, I love the law of action too, Abby Wombach remind me of that word, ambition. And she reminded me of who I was when I was 16, 17, 18 years old as a basketball player. I was ambitious as fuck as a basketball player. I was determined. I had something to go after. I was on a team. And I was nice to myself. and. And so the next year for me, what slow tango, it has been a year of open heart, slow tango, big profit. What slow tango taught me this year, 2020, slow tango gave me the capacity to meet everything that came my way. And I intend to continue to slow tango with clear ambition. Open heart. You know what open heart showed me? Open heart showed me two things. One, this year, my open heart required me to meet a lot of difficult emotions so that I could hold space for my clients. I got some feedback um, I asked if there was any part of my program that should be dumped. And someone said the whining. And I haven't asked her to clarify. I don't know if she's talking about me or other clients. And then I realized it doesn't really matter. I don't have a problem when people whine. Maybe maybe sometimes we need to whine. The reason I don't have a problem with it is because I meet my own whining. And when I meet my whining, then I'm able to go. Meet and go, meet and go, meet and go. Authentic and ambitious, authentic and ambitious, human and ambitious. And in the past, I've always made up this story that most of the, and maybe it's true, I don't know. In my experience, a lot of ambitious people that I admire their ambitions, I admire their creations. I felt like they weren't inhuman. I didn't see their humanness. Maybe they hide it from the rest of the world. And I decided... I decided back in the early 2000s as a coach, when someone told me I would never have shared that on the stage, I said, I'm going to be a different kind of leader. I want to be a kind of leader that I, I don't want to lead from the tip of the iceberg, right? You've all seen that iceberg analogy. There's the iceberg analogy. I don't want to just show that. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of, you know, it's like we can see that and we can know that. But because it's not drilled into our head, we can get into comparison. So I actually want to normalize stuff that might not be so great. I, talking with a client yesterday, she said, I, I've been more comfortable. She said, I do my morning habits and rituals and get ready for the day. And then when it's time to get into sales, I want to stay in my comfort bubble. And instead of, and because she sees the discomfort as negative, this is what I talk about meeting emotions. This is what authenticity is to me. Okay, you're uncomfortable. That's awesome. It happened to me last week, or actually I realized this week, last week, I just, I had, a, I, I, was at, I was at the end, end of my energy. And so I took some time off. I served my clients and I was indulgent in rest. I was intentional indulgent in rest. And what it did is it brought clarity. And my client who doesn't want to feel discomfort, let me get my thoughts together here for a second. Just got distracted by stuff going on in my house. Please don't come lick me, Leroy. I told her I said the problem is you think discomfort you think sales oh it was what I did last week I realized I got five no's I made five proposals two of them really big proposals and three of them medium proposals and I got five no's Well, I got got four no's and one not yet I was in the ring making sales and I wasn't necessarily sad about that, but it was, you know, sometimes when you get a yes, it tends to bring the week up, but I got five no's last week. Nobody's talking about the no's. Nobody's talking about the cost. And what if we normalize the cost? (laughs) What if we normalize that shit? Authentic and ambitious. I'm ambitious. And I'm thankful to be able to have had a year where I didn't have to be so ambitious. But the fact is I love being ambitious. Oh, Abby Wambach. Abby Wombach in her new book um, talks about being grateful and ambitious. And And yes, sometimes a lot of times as women, we're, I, I, as a woman, I can't speak for every woman, but I, as a woman, struggle with power, with ambition, with um, going after things. There's a certain level that I'll let myself do. And I looked up a bunch of quotes about ambition yesterday, doing some research. (sighs) Some of them are really fun and inspiring, and some of them, like I notice, where I have my own limiting beliefs. Um, I'm tough. I'm ambitious. I know exactly what I want. If that makes me a bitch, okay, that's Madonna. And I think, I think those of us who are heart centered, we don't want to be a bitch to anybody, right? And then there are other people like I'm fine with people calling me a bitch. I've had to learn how to meet my fear of people pleasing of my fear of disappointing others with my ambition. Um, Another one was by Beyonce. Let me see if it's up here at the top. Power is not given to you. You have to take it. I don't, it was interesting listening to Brene Brown and Abby Wambach talk about power and how men in the business world will give themselves so much more credit and power. And women, we can, we can be, I can be tentative in stepping into it. Because often stepping into my power has caused loss for me. I've lost people. I've lost friends. I've, I've had a lot of loss when I step into power. But the thing is, now that I know how to manage my difficult emotions, Disappointment is a part of life. My ambition might be set free because I'm getting better at being disappointed. And early on, my ambition was only okay if I avoided and ignored emotions and bypassed them. But that only got me so far. What's your experience with ambition? What's your experience with ambitious women? What's your experience with your own ambition? Are you letting your own ambition take root? Do you cut off your emotions to experience your ambition? Or are you able to navigate your emotions and your ambition at the same time? How do you feel about other people's ambitions? It was fun. There was, there was some stuff that showed up in my week, uh, in my feed. And I was just like, man, I, one of my friends, I want to shout out to Shamika Tankerson. Shamika has a, an event. And I know that one of the things I've lost this year is this personal, you know, I, I miss being on stage. I miss being in the room with my people. And I've done, I turned one of my live events. I did a virtual event to it. But you know what Shamika did? Shamika took what is her live event that she does in a hotel. She did not do it from Zoom. Her people were on Zoom, but Shamika took her sales event and got a team and did a COVID safe in the hotel from the stage. Had her, she still went to the stage, and one of the things I've talked about with my clients um, and my husband and I laugh, you know, when COVID hit, there were certain restaurants, like the day COVID hit, that restaurant shut down. They didn't even try. They didn't even try. But then there are restaurants last night, my husband and I went and picked up Mexican food. And I was like, oh, I want to go somewhere we can sit on the patio because I want a margarita. And my friend said, oh, they can give margaritas. They have to go margaritas. And, and some of these restaurants have adapted. Even the liquor laws adapted for COVID, right? And so, you know, I got to thinking, do I want to be a business? Do I want to be a business that says, oh, we can't do any of these things because of COVID or because of the circumstances? And I get the initial shock. But Shamika blew my mind because she still did her event. And if you look at the pictures, and you, the sun just came out, so my lighting's all off. Um... If you look at the pictures, no, she, they didn't get to all be in the same room, but she had two giant TVs that showed her her entire audience, and she was on stage, just like she was in a room of 100 people. It was fucking fabulous, and she earned a fuck ton of money. And, and I, don't, I haven't followed Shunemika closely enough to see if she shared some of the behind-the-scenes about the mental process of making that shift. And I imagine, I don't know for sure, I can't project onto her, but I make up in my mind as a business owner, there's a lot of mental shift and emotional meeting that has to go on to do that. And that's what I want to do and be. I want to be somebody who's authentic, who is both able to hold the compassionate mind and the ambitious directional being. And, um, I want to be somebody that meets the circumstance that meets the times. And honestly, the times took the wind out of me in a lot of ways. Like I said, it's weird. I mean, I also have like my mental memory of this last year is both, and it's both really weird and hasn't felt normal. And I have been stressed about a lot of things, but I have not been stressed about my business one iota. That's foreign to me. That is foreign to me. Maybe the things I've been stressing about showed me that I didn't need to be stressing about my business for the last 17 years. (laughs) So all that to say, I love this crazy life that we're living. I love... Talking to you, I love sharing my ideas. I love that you get something from sometimes me sharing these stories. I love your ambition. I love your tender heart in difficult times. And at the same time, I love your ambition. Profound engagement is a phrase that came from this book, The Great Work of Your Life. Can't remember the author's name right now. Stephen Cope, maybe that my book coach, Heather Fraser, gave me. And he talked about the world profound engagement. And it had me ask the question, what am I profoundly engaged in? And frankly, I'd been profoundly engaged in political drama and COVID drama since February. Well, political drama for the last five years. I'm okay with that. I don't don't have any regrets. I wouldn't change a thing. But I am asking, what do I want to be profoundly engaged in? I want to be more profoundly engaged in coaching, in my business, in my clients, in my husband, and my family. I don't want to be profoundly engaged in drama. I just don't. It doesn't mean I won't experience drama. It doesn't mean I won't still advocate for the things that I want to advocate. I just want to drop in with intention. And so... To have profound engagement, I also have to have the compassion and the profound disengagement and rest, both in slow tangle and a little bit of hustle. I think it's possible. I think it's totally possible to be authentic and heart centered and ambitious as fuck. I'm bringing ambition to Solis. I'm I'm intentionally bringing a little bit more ambition to Solis. Solis is my um, coaching program, my coaching membership. It's not a program. It's not a program. It's a membership. It's a community, really. It's a community. That's the biggest thing people stay for is the community. Um, We have business calls on Mondays and we have Life calls on Thursdays This year, I just really streamlined things for, for The nervous system. <laughs> there's so much stimulation, so I just made things really repetitive. Mondays and Thursdays, and Mondays and Thursdays. I've had experts come in. The first couple of years, I taught a lot of, you know, launch business classes. My people are mostly growth and achievement these days. I have a whole series of stuff for people who are in launch, but I might not be the best person for somebody just starting their business unless you want to run with the people who are ahead of you and catch up. But if you need hand-holding, it's not the place for you. Um but I'm I'm thinking about adding something to come. To, you know, we do a lot of deep coaching around life and business. We do some strategy around business. (laughs) And I'm thinking of adding a regular feature to this program specifically around ambition that is more productivity, sales coach. That, you know, we have space for the deep inner work, but that is more about the doing. Because somewhere along the way, I forgot that I love both being grateful and ambitious. Thank you, Abby Wambach, for those words. I listened to that podcast twice. On uh, It's the Brene Brown um, Dare to Lead and Abby Wombach. It was just the right time to help me remember that I actually am ambitious, and maybe you are too. Shake the dust off, recenter, reset, Let's figure it out. Let's go into 2021, both meeting our tender and overwhelmed and stressed hearts. And let's also get our spark back, shake our booty, and move in the direction. Success, I was reminded um, a couple of months ago, I know exactly where I was. It's so funny when you hear these things, like I was listening to NPR on the radio. And the definition of success is progress towards a worthy goal. And just like my client yesterday, she thinks that success is getting the goal or comfort. Getting the goal is comforting. No, success is the progress towards a worthy goal. I'm a process person because there are process people and results people. I'm also a results person, but I am process so that we get results. That's what I got for you today. Thank you for spending time. Let me know what you think. I'd love your feedback. I'd love it if you would go rate this. I know some of you are watching this live, but if you want to go give me a rating on iTunes um, for the Better Life, Better Work show. I don't know. Today, I'm not going to make any decisions right now, but today I'm thinking of changing it to the authentic and ambitious Show with Allison. I don't know. We'll see. It's all good. I want to remember that I'm both authentic and ambitious. I want you to remember that, yes, you are authentic. You are human. You are heart centered, but you are also ambitious as fuck. The world needs heart centered people to be ambitious. We need to make good money so that we can do good things with our good money. I appreciate you guys. Oh, and coachwithallison.com to get on the wait list for the next opening of Solis. Solis will open on the day after Christmas, December 26th. On Boxing Day, the doors were open for soulful success the day after Christmas. Coachwithallison.com, you can get on the wait list. If you're on my email list, you'll get some things about it. You'll see about it, but I would love to add you. If you are both authentic and ambitious, I would love to have you as a member of my community And if you want more than community and you want to be in a high-level mastermind with other high-achieving six-figure business owners, reach out to me personally. I'm cultivating a wait list for that. I do not have a sales page for that. But I do have a high-end mastermind called Spark and Hustle. And I'm beginning to take some names for that too. Peace out, you guys. Have an amazing weekend. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond you can share with the hashtag better life better Work show this show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs leroy brown clementine and rocky potato they're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet more is not better better is better